بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا The religion of Islam is unique in the aspect that what the world regards as ease and peace, afiyat, salamati. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on a sahabi radiallahu anh said to him, ah, teach me one dua, unique dua. He said, ask Allah for afiyat. Afiyat means you don't see problems. Your dunya is looked after, your akhirat is looked after. A sahabi radiallahu an thinking about the year after he made a dua. He said, Allah, whatever I'm supposed to face in that world, give it to me here. And there I come out clean. Then he became very sick. After the doctors had reached the point of no hope, a sahabi came and complained to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa reaches him, he asks that, have you made any dua like? What's your condition? Something you did. He said, I made this dua. That let me not see any problems there. Whatever has to be sorted out here. He said, oh my sahaba, you'll never manage that. You will never manage that Allah, you telling Allah that sort me out here. He said, you'll never manage that. He said, rather you make this dua that atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana. That Allah in this world I want the best. And in the year after I also want the best. He said, you will not ask Allah for anything better than afia. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-afwa wal-afia. Nabi sallallahu taught that. And then he added another sentence. He said, وَإِذَا لَقِيْتُمُ الْعَدُوهُ However, when Allah wants that you have to meet the enemy, He said, فَثْبُتُ He said, Oh my Ummah, then remain strong. He taught the world you will continue asking Allah for afiyat. At the same time, He explained that you will see fitan, trials, tribulations. Unique were his ahadith. One narration he said, you will see a time, and perhaps we living in the time. That every time one trial comes, and the people will say, I don't think it can get worse than this. He said, it will be followed by another which will make the first one seem insignificant. At the present moment, I remember the last time I was in Durban, we never know how to talk, where everyone was just looking shocked that COVID finished us all. Now when you say the word COVID, people are looking and saying, what's this COVID you talking about? COVID forgotten. He said, the next fitna will make the previous one look like it never happened. Make it like zero. When he warned the Ummah of fitan, it was not saying to them, like how a person comes to say, I come to give you bad tidings. That you're going to get knocked out, lose hope, become despondent. 
Allah's Nabi, when he mentioned it in that era, it was to say, be prepared. Be prepared. Unique was his wording. He said, Mathalul Mu'min, the example of a believer. He said, it's the example of that stalk, that plant that seems very weak. He says, as the wind blows, it continues moving it side to side. You will see it on a windy day, how that stalk moves. He says it's sometimes coming up straight and then it's moving to its right, then it's moving to its left. Meaning you can get knocked from all sides. He says, but a believer is such, he will sway so much, but he will never be uprooted. He said a hypocrite and a disbeliever is such, you will see them standing so strong. You will wonder like, how come you're not getting knocked? Maybe you got such an insurance policy behind you, you're not bothered. He said, you won't see that condition in him where he's like swaying side to side. But when the time comes to be uprooted, he will get uprooted in a second. He'll get one knock which will leave him like, this is the end, he'll put a gun by his head and he'll say, bang. Said a believer will never think of suicide. A believer will never say, Allah, why? Rather, a believer, even if he cries, he will cry like how the Anbiya cried. He will cry to Allah, complain to Allah, he'll never complain against Allah. Even when everything he's lost, he will say, I got a role model. Ayyub had a house, what we call the palace. It is easy to live in poverty and die in poverty. It is a unique exam when you have to fall from high down. But it was Islam that taught the world you can do it. Islam is a unique religion that taught that wealth is a great gift. And Allah's Nabi through his own life showed and having no wealth is also a gift. Where he said that the fuqara of my ummah, the poor of my ummah will enter paradise 500 years before the rich. There were those of his sahaba who loved wealthy. But before they passed away, it was the desire to pass away without one sense. So I got no hisab in front of my Allah. It was an Islam that created people amongst us. I had a certain friend. When I went to visit him, he had a very nice, well, well, like a business. He said, look at this business of mine. He said, but if I have to tell you when I reached this country, I entered into a certain franchise and I was making money like anything. Then they said to me, you will have to use this ingredient. I said, I will source my own. They said, it's company policy, you will have to use it. He said, I went home, spoke to my family. That if I say no, I haven't yet reached that target, so because of the policies, I lose everything and I will go out. And if I keep it, I know I will have to continue feeding my children from a source of income which is serving haram food somewhere. Because of that ingredient. He said to me, do you know how hard it was to make that decision to say to the company that I cannot do what you want? He said, I lost in numbers you can never imagine and I went under, under, under. 
Hardest for me was to see my children coming out from the school they were in, putting them in a cheaper school, and in the cheaper school seeing my children having to go with torn socks. He says, how it was where I saw them at the time when they were the bosses of the school, and now they were the ones that their friends' mothers were giving them socks. The friends' mothers were giving my children socks. He says, from that level I started again coming up, 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 up. He said, what you're seeing today was not there. He said, but you know how happy it makes me that I can tell you, I can guarantee in the wealth you're seeing around me today, there is not one cent of interest. There is not one cent of interest. He said, with this wealth, so much of Baraka came. I put up businesses in my homeland. Where the purpose of the business is not for me to take one rand or one rupee from it. Just to sustain six to seven hundred working families. So I get nothing out of it. Just so that each one of them, he said, if I want to close it, I'll close that also because I take nothing from it. Just that I know seven hundred families are eating from that business. He said, I saw the barakah of what is called when Allah gives back. Ayyub salam had his palace. His palace was taken. He was the center of helping everyone else. That was taken. Then the roof collapsed. His entire family was taken. It was he and his wife, the granddaughter of Yusuf salam. She had to become a domestic worker in somebody else's house to see to her husband. Perhaps me and you Allah will never take an exam like that. But if ever an exam comes, one thought that the devil brings is, Allah disgraced you. Had it was been the meaning of disgrace, Allah would never have disgraced his beloved Ayyub. An exam is not disgrace. And a very hard exam is not a punishment. Awards come after the exam. The exam got nothing to do. وَأَمَّا إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ فَقَدَرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقًا Allah says, and then when the exam is given, and we start making things tighter and tighter, فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي Then He says, Allah disgraced me. كَلَّا Allah says, you call this disgrace. This is not the world for honor or for disgrace. This is the world for exam. When you go through an exam, then you just say, Allah, Am I like an Ayyub of the era? And that itself must give that person solace who say, I lost everything. Then you will say, then perhaps on that day you will stand next to Ayyub al He lost it all. His wife became a domestic worker. A day came where she finally broke down and she said, Will you not ask Allah now to bring an end to the exam? That was after 20 years when she broke down. He said, for 70 years Allah gave me everything. I feel shy to ask him before another 70 years. 20 years when she broke down. But then he's looking at his wife, then he made his dua. And Allah reversed the whole Everything came back. Everything. Rain was coming of gold on one side, silver on the other side. 
But before everything came back, one person came who used to enjoy Ayyub salam's wealth. When he had the wealth. So when he came and he found him that everything is lost. And now his body has been gripped with what we call like, you'll have like cancer. And it was eating into his body. And pieces of his flesh were becoming rotten. And sometimes even an insect was seen falling out. So the person said, you must have done something so terrible that Allah brought this punishment on you. And Ayyub salam said, Allah knows my inside is exactly like my outside. I'm not a hypocrite. He says, this is not a punishment. This is the test of the beloved to the lover. This is a test. إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ when Allah said, I will test you, He said, I will test you and you will feel fear. Then you will feel hunger. Then you will see your wealth going. Then you will see your income being pulled. You'll see your lives going. When such exams come, normally the world will come and say that I don't know what to say to you. I'm so sorry. When Almighty Allah said, I'll test you, then He said, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Go and give glad tidings, tidings to the ones who are tested. Meaning if I come here and I say, Mubarak to those people who lost everything, people will shoot me. Say, is that a word to say Mubarak? Allah said, Mubarak to those who I have tested. But Mubarak to them only. If after the test, and the test we all went through it in some extent, some in the past which never got affected were gripped with fear. And there are those who saw it all going, their test was very, very difficult. And there were those who thought it's all going. There are those friends of mine who on the phone while speaking are still shivering, still shivering. And the test is such, it puts the mind in a certain condition. What if it happens again? Allah said, Mubarak to all who have been tested. Mubarak. But that barakah will come, that glad tidings, meaning I will give so much after this, so much. أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ Allah says, you want salawat? You want to understand the salawat? Salawat. The Imam reads, إِنَّ Allah وَمَلَٰئِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا That's that salawat. When you go to the rawdha, then you say, Salamun alayka ya Rasulullah. And from far you say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. The word salat means, Allah turn your special, special, special attention upon your Nabi. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's a very unique word this. When the angels are making this dua, it means a very strong dua, salawat. Allah says, the one who will be tested, alayhim salawat, I will send rains and rains and rains of the special mercy of me. It will rain upon him like anything. Ula'ika alayhim salawatun mir rabbihim wa rahmah. Mercy will fall upon him. وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ I will open up his roads. Hidayah will be written around the corner for him. 
All of that you will get for what? One is the exam and one is to stand up to the exam as Allah wanted. Now how do we stand up to an exam? Had Allah said, I will test your heart to see if you are patient, then all of us will fail. Because in our hearts we know we can be brave on the outside. But when that person goes toilet after that, he understands that I was not brave. It's just, just a look. Later on when you ask the person how you did it, he says, yeah, I don't know how I did it. When you meet those that went through those three or four or five days of what was called fear, you say, did you ever know you're so brave? The person will say, I am not brave. One time an incident happened and that person was involved in a robbery. The gun was put by his head, but he never moved. Then they hit him. He just stood like calm. They must have been also wondering, this is like a superman. Then they ran away. Then people came and asked, how are you? He said, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then after that, when he's feeling his legs, he told me, all was wet. He never urinated. It was perspiration that went through the whole body. Whole body went in perspiration. But at that moment, like, he never knew how brave I am. The body was not. If Allah had to test our inside, we are the worst of cowards. We are not those mujahids of Afghanistan. So Almighty Allah said, I ask you all one thing. It's called lip service. With your tongue, if you are ready to say one phrase, you will be written amongst those that were patient. And then glad tidings to you. And I will send torrents of my mercy and my salawat, special attention. And I will open up your doors to guidance. One lip service you have to give. What is that lip service? It's that word we all know. وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبًا When a great calamity hits them, قَالُوا Then they only say it with their tongue. I will not test their hearts. I only want to hear it on the tongue. May Allah make it. We all say it now. إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ That's إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ brings everything back. We belong to Allah. So I can't complain against Allah. I'll complain to Allah. And I'm going back to Allah. When I go back, I am convinced. My every cry, my every sob, my every ah, every level of zulam that was made to me, for me to see my family, my children in difficulty, my every tear has been recorded, is being recorded by my Allah. I am going back and I know in that place, there will not be a single ah, except that a palace is being built in lieu of it. Everything I'll find. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then added two other duas. These were the two easy ones, because we learned it from young. Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'un. He added two which you will read now one time. And it brings about a different world after that. One is, Allahumma ajurni fi musibati. Y'all will all say, Ameen. It means, Allah reward me in my calamity. Allah reward me in my calamity. You will not understand what is the barakah blessings of this dua 
But the individual who will continue saying it, even in English, his inside will be told, this is not a punishment. Rather, this is a business. In a business, when a king says to a servant, that I got some money to give, but I'm not going to give it to all. So I'll make a law, whoever is ready to be lashed, for every one shot, 100 coins. For every one shot, 100 coins. For every one shot, 100 coins. You'll have to be strong. Me and you, but we know at that time we'll jump and say, give me three shots. 300 coins, four shots, 400 coins. Almighty Allah has not done like us. But Almighty Allah said, I promise you, this is a business, this is not a disgrace. This is not a punishment. There are sometimes I have written for some servants of mine certain things so high in paradise that with nafal they will never manage to reach it. There are certain decisions I have written for certain families that family will never understand that decision. Certain friends of mine before this thing happened, not here in South Africa, in another country, some halat came, conditions came. When they explained to me their conditions, it was beyond the mind that how could you lose in that manner? That every door which couldn't be closed just started getting closed. And the individual is like lost, like I never thought from every side I'll be surrounded. And as he mentioned to me, I was just thinking that in some of those families, when children were born in those families, Allah had blessed them with such dreams that when I heard those dreams, for me it was like your child is going to be perhaps of the class in the line with the Mahdi. That dream indicated that you are being blessed with a child in this family, that he is going to be high in the top class with the Mahdi or Isa Alisa. So high. That I even said to one that if ever I come to that place, I want you to bring your son to me. At least I'll make salam to him. Because what a dream. What a dream. And then conditions came in that very family. Where everything was secret. Everything. When I sat, I started thinking that when Allah sometimes wants a very brilliant, brilliant, brilliant future. And for that brilliant future to be reached, Allah also makes it tight before that. We will never know what the future of those families who have been affected will be. But I can guarantee you the day you will find your Allah, whoever has been tested, He will say, Allah, it was worth it. He will say, Allah, it was worth it. We'll never know the future. But when that future comes, I will end very fast on one incident. Luqman salam. he explained to his son that when the hardest of heart comes, understand Allah in that has put the best of the best of His son said, how can it happen like that? He said, I can't explain to you, there's a Nabi nearby, let us go and ask him. So they went out on their journey, but how they thought it's going to be, it wasn't. Maybe they hit, they missed the road. The donkeys became tired, a donkey doesn't ever become tired. Fearing that they won't reach by nightfall, they got off the donkey. They said, we rather start moving ourselves. Then they saw in the distance like something there. They said, let's get quickly there as they're running. His son, 
there was some bone that was jagging out of the ground, his leg went on the bone. Then the boy falls down, Luqman looks at it, the wise, with his teeth he's trying to pull out that bone, the leg is bleeding, he's bandaging it, his son is unconscious, he cries, a cheer falls on the boy, he opens his eyes, he says, my father, what are you crying for now? You told me everything is good, is there any good in this? Either you leave me and you go now, and then you live your whole life that you had to desert your son. Or you stay with me and then we'll both die tonight. So he said, this cheer is because I'm a father. A father will cry. He says, but I hold on to my word in every decision of Allah. He says, I don't know whether this has got a lot of goodness for me or for you. But I'm telling you that had this not happened, something worse would have happened. And in this, there's so much of goodness, but I can't explain and as he's saying this, they see someone riding with the horse, white, white turban, white jubba, and then the horse disappears. And then he hears a voice saying, what did the foolish boy say? And he asks, who's speaking? And it comes a sound that I am Jibrail, the angel of Allah. He says, where are you? He says, the Nabi will see me. Had you been a Nabi, you would have also seen me. Are you Luqman, the wise? He says, that's what the people call me. He said, what did your son say? Now, you never want to say it now. So he said, if you are Jibrail, then you know what he said. That was the wise. So Jibrail said, I got nothing to do with the two of you all. I was sent to punish the city. And as I went there and I was told to sink, it must go in the ground. And I was informed that Luqman and his son are coming, coming. And I said, Allah... Make the journey of Luqman long. Let him not reach, otherwise he will also go with the city. He said, your donkey became tired because of my dua. Otherwise the donkey doesn't become tired. He said that bone stopped you all reaching where your destruction was. Otherwise you all were running towards your destruction. He said, it was my dua that made him bleed. He said, bleeding will come right tomorrow. He put his hand over the leg, the blood stopped. He put his hand over the food and the water, it came back again. He said, there's your donkey, jump onto it and carry on. He said, it was my dua that kept you away from destruction. Who knows what was written for the future? We might say, this is the biggest calamity. I guarantee you when you will reach Allah, whoever was tested, on that day he will say, Allah, when you brought it on me, it was not a punishment. It was not a disgrace. It could not have come at a better time because what a future you gave me. May Allah make it that all of us, on that day we will say to Allah, the one who today can say, I will cry, but I am happy with you as my Allah. He will reach that level of rada bil qada we can never imagine. May Allah tabarakallah take us all day, all day. Inna lillah. وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Allah reward us in our difficulty وَأَخْلِفْ لَنَا خَيْرًا مِّنْهَا And in the place of it, Allah give us something much, much, much better. Allah Tabarukullah accepts on behalf of all who are suffering. Allah Tabarukullah bless us with afiyat, with ease, with salamati, with rahat. And when our exam comes, may Allah not let us fail in our exam. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ